Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings, and welcome to another edition of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve, and joining me today on the podcast is Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Steve. What's going on? Not too much. Just got back from a movie. What movie did we go see? We saw Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yes, we did. You might remember that as the topic of last week's podcast. It was? Yes, it was. Oh, wow. So if you liked the movie... You might want to listen to that podcast. and Yeah, that's right. If you haven't listened to it, please go. Um, we talked about two of the creatures that were new in this movie that hadn't been in the Harry Potter movies before. And we actually talked about more than that. We gave some background on some other ones. That's right. I feel like we gave more information than was in the movie, actually. I think that's actually pretty accurate. Like, I, I knew some more about the Arampent because of our podcast. Yeah, because I remember we argued about how the Arampent's horn had that oil explosive yeah. gel in it. And we really weren't sure how it worked. We weren't I sure was. if it could you just like, weren't sure how Yeah, it you're worked. absolutely right. If it could like penetrate or if it was like a needle. It was more right. like a needle. Yes. It yes. seemed like that. Okay. So my my character, the we we, we pronounced it Arumpent, but we found out that it's really Arumpent. But I say they he, they had an English accent when they that's said true. that. So maybe that's, that's just the English accent when Right. We're saying, saying it the since this did, movie did play, take place in America, we're saying it the American way. Right. Um, I feel like he was like one of the star animals. He had a whole 15 minute, not 15 minutes, but like probably he had a big scene. It's like a 10 minute scene. Yeah, he was important. Where um, Eddie Redmayne's character was trying to like mate with it. Yes. To get it back in the well, suitcase. Spoilers. Oh, yeah, yes. sorry. Spo- we might have some spoilers here, so maybe fast and forward. And that was like, a little bit of a joke, so like it's not spoiling yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you haven't seen it yet, I know it just came out this past weekend. Uh, you know, skip ahead three minutes or so <laughs> um no but i really enjoyed it did you like it me too i enjoyed it yeah it was good and um your character we still don't know how to pronounce it but we're gonna stick with nundu i didn't did they even say the name of it no they didn't oh i'm trying to think the only shot of your uh, beast is the shot that's in the trailer yes that's when correct. you see it like kind of opening up its its mane that's like a puffer fish yeah yeah um so we definitely get to see more and i was actually thinking of it because um you see him like right next to Eddie Redmayne after they show that clip, and remember the big argument was his breath could like kill an entire village. Yeah, like he didn't kill anybody in that suitcase. He didn't. That seemed to be a false. So we false don't know fact. what how that works. Maybe J.K. Rowling could uh, clear that up. She retconned it. Yeah, maybe she could retcon it. No, but I enjoyed it. We uh, we had a good time. Uh, we learned some new popcorn uh, buttering techniques. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we went to a movie theater that lets you put your own butter on the popcorn. Which I've only had once before yeah. in a movie theater in Pennsylvania. Same for me. I've never found one in New Jersey except for this one. Like, yeah. Only when I've been away. So we were we were going pretty hard. Oh, it was it was not good. Yeah. I mean, it was good. It was good, but it was not good. But while I was buttering the popcorn for like the second time, I saw... because <laughs> the first one... Yeah, the first one ran out of butter. <laughs> not from me. So, it was just low to begin with. So you say. Uh, there was a girl there, and she she stuck a straw into the popcorn, 
and then shot the butter into the straw <laughs> so the butter would go straight to like mid bag. And I was looking at her and I was like, that's a really good idea. Now, from a distance, I saw you doing this, <laughs> and the first thing that came into my mind is, oh my God, Chris wants to drink the butter. That was the first thing that came into my mind. So I was cracking up because I thought you were doing it as a joke. And then when you came back and you were like, no, I'm dead serious. And then that girl was looking at us and you were like, no, she, she told me, she told me how to do it. Yeah. She taught me. Yeah. So if you're listening, girl from the movie theater with the butter straw, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for that. Oh goodness. Yeah, it was great. It was a great time. So like, uh, like Chris mentioned, our last, uh, episode was the Nundu versus the Arumpint or the Arumpint, however, however we want to say it. However you want to say it. And uh, as of now, by the time this episode gets posted, it's currently 50-50. Did someone just vote? Yeah. I just checked it. Yeah. I was winning. It's 50-50 right now, so. Oh, boy. It might might change before uh, it closes. Uh, We were were recording this before before it closes. But, um, yeah, so that's what we're looking at right now, so. Um, as all, so you just want to get into it? Let's do it. All right. We also have a guest here right now. We might as well say hello. Uh, hey, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi, guys. This is uh, Chris's wife, Nicole. She is our unpaid intern that helps us on a lot of our episodes. Um, so we're just going to give her a free shout-out. I, I do actually have to pay her. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Thanks for the shout-out, guys. What do you, what do you uh, pay with? Um, popcorn. With no butter. She does not like butter no, on popcorn. she's an anti-butterite. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right, you just want to get into it? Or yeah, do, you do have we have anything else to talk about? Oh, I did want to, um, yeah, I have no Pine Home Mobile Court news today. Well, so. you did make a logo, which we posted yeah. on the Twitter, Check Facebook, and Instagram. Check out our cool logo that the, un- that the intern made. Unpaid intern. Yeah. And, uh, we had a, we had a shout out from, uh, our... One of our loyal listeners, Mr. Hugh Harley. Yep, friend of the show, Hugh and Harley. He said that he would like it if uh, UK had a spinoff series of Pine Hill Mobile Court. Uh, I can do that. Or, or I could just try to cast some English acts or actors. Make it work for both. I don't know. Have them come to Alabama. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There's time. Yeah, we we'll got plenty of time. And also one more thing I just remembered, too, is that... Um, we are featured on Podbean's app right now, starting on Friday the 18th, and it's going until like next week sometime. So um, if you're finding us through the Podbean app, thank you for finding us that way, and uh, keep spreading the word. So uh, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, and you can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about Thanksgiving parade floats. We I'm are. sorry, not floats, balloons. There balloons. is a difference. There is a, there's a, yeah, there's a huge difference between that. So, so this Thursday's Thanksgiving. If you're in the United States. If you're in the United States. If you're not, uh, I guess this is just a normal week for you. Normal Thursday. Yeah. Uh, it is a great day for Americans to do what we do best. Eat, eat a lot of food. <laughs> And uh, do you know that there's a technical term for that feeling you get after you eat all that food? Sick. <laughs> well, yes, that, that's true. Full? Someone said... Uh, I think there might be a called, lot of terms. It's called, like, itis. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. This sounds like a joke lead-in. No, no, I'm dead serious. I remember when I was at school, 
someone said to me, oh man, you getting ready for that itis? And I was like, what, what's itis? And they said, that's that feeling you get after you eat like a huge, huge meal and you're just laying on the couch, like you feel awful, but you also feel like you just accomplished something. Interesting. Yeah. It still sounds a bit like a joke to me. Itis as a suffix in like medical terms means an inflammation. So that kind of applies. Like yeah. an inflammation of your body. Maybe. I've never questioned it because I just took it as it was. Yeah. So it's fair. Yeah. So yeah, so you know, we have Thanksgiving, um, a lot of traditions in America we always have the big football games, the Dallas Cowboys always play and the Lions always play. I think that's it. Who, who that is plays. correct. And then there's the Thursday night game, which is just like the Thursday night game. Oh, so does that mean there's three games this Thursday? Yes. Oh, okay. yes. I saw it the other day, and I forget already. Me too. Thursday night football's stupid. Uh, <laughs> you know what's really stupid? This is total rant. When when they switch um, after college football's over, and they have football games on Saturday, Saturday games? they still call it Thursday night football, but it's on Saturday. That's stupid. It, and they still have the Thursday night logo and everything, just because it's by the same, I guess, company or whatever, oh, corporation, man. so they don't change it, but... Anyway, that's my rant. I think it's really stupid. Roger Goodell, man. Get your get your stuff together. Oh, God, he's awful. Um, that's that's an argument for another day. Who would win, Roger Goodell versus the cops? Maybe. Maybe. Why would the cops be fighting Roger Goodell? Because the people want him out because he's an awful commissioner. Okay. All right, anyway. Like you uh, said, debate for another yeah, day. Yeah, debate for another day. Uh, so, you know, football, okay. food, and also the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is like... A tradition s- since I didn't, I couldn't really be bothered to have looked it up. Actually. I have it on my phone right now. I'll check right now. It's the, the early 1900s. Uh, 1915, I'm going to guess. 1920. Uh, I'm trying to see. 1927. So, um, so I'm not sure. That might be the date of the first balloon. Well, it just says original release November twenty fourth, nineteen twenty seven on radio. So it might have even been before then, not on radio. Interesting. Yeah, because I found doing research that the first time they had a large balloon was in nineteen twenty seven. So I assumed that there was parades before that. Probably. Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. And that leads us perfectly into our Thanksgiving balloon podcast. That's that's right. So the first large balloon appeared in nineteen twenty seven. It was Felix the Cat. Huh, look at that. And, um... Was he the only balloon, do you know? Uh... I think there's, uh... 1920... I don't know. Wait, I have 1931. As what? As the first. And it was Felix the Cat, Mama, Papa, and Baby. What? I have 1927. From, the nu- from like, the nuclear family. What, uh, what's your source? Um, Wikipedia. Hmm. Mine is philipslaw.com. Hmm. It seemed reliable. Who's this Philip fellow? I don't know. Couldn't be bothered. Yeah, not sure. Well, Felix the Cat appearing in 1927 or 1931. So, but he, but we both agree that he is the early, that he's the first one that they have. Who and do you have after that? Do you have anyone else? Or well, this is just listing like the top ten balloon accidents. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, why don't, I'll let you take over from here. In, in what will become a bit of a tradition for the balloons, Felix the Cat had some issues. He became tangled in telephone wires and caught on fire. Oh, God. The fire was extinguished, but Felix was removed from the parade. <laughs> Burst into flames. The first giant balloon, the first giant balloon accident, and not the last. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there have been so many balloon accidents that have happened during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And you think to yourself, like, the odds are something has to go wrong. You're looking at all those balloons, all the years that it's I, You been don't going really on. think about it. They're so big that, like, they can they can break stuff. Like, right. They're huge. Yeah. What was, uh, what was one of the... 
The big, big, the cat in the hat, right? The cat in the hat was one of the largest balloons ever in a parade, uh-huh. and he caused some major issues. He, uh, he, it was windy, correct? It was a very windy day. And he blew into a... A lamppost. A lamppost, which fell on a person and sent them into a coma. Yes. And you can see the footage on YouTube. It's very brief. It's it's, it's from like the early 90s, I believe. So it's not Nin- really... uh, 1997. 1997. A very windy year. That was a rough so year. So that was the same year as the other thing? Yes, it was. That was a that, double? It was a very windy year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that one's pretty bad. Yeah, 1997 it, was basically like... Uh, the worst Thanksgiving parade? Probably. Yeah. It's, I was going to say the Holocaust of Thanksgiving Day parades... But I felt like that was not a correct term to use. Yes, I completely agree that that was not the correct term okay. to use. Okay, good thing I didn't say it. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say it either. Um, so, yeah, so 97, you have the cat in the hat. And I think it definitely hurt more people than the other one. But the other one, I think, is a lot more comical. What, yeah, so what, what was the other? This one, I'm going to read just straight from Wikipedia <laughs> because I think the way they wrote it is really funny. Um, this is right after the cat in the hat... Uh, hit a telephone pole, or I'm sorry, a lamppost. The winds also caused trouble for the other balloons. The Barney balloon hit a lamppost and was eventually stabbed by the NYPD. <laughs> the Pink Panther balloon collapsed onto the ground and had also been stabbed by the NYPD. <laughs> so, earlier this week, when we were when Chris and I were talking about what episode we wanted to do this week, we were reading these and we said, this this is just amazing. We had we, we had to find the footage of this. And we're going to include the, the footage in our show notes. But you can go on YouTube. We didn't even look the Pink Panther one up. Mm-mm. I don't know if you if, if if it's on YouTube. But the Barney one is. And I think the Barney one is, is pure bliss. It's, yeah, we'll, it's beautiful. We'll put a link. But if you search like Pink um, Barney Balloon Parade or something, you'll probably find it. Yeah. I, rem- I remember I typed in Barney Balloon Parade. And the first video that came up on YouTube was... Thanksgiving 97, the day Barney was killed. <laughs> and it's it's Barney, and you can see the wind is blowing, he's shifting back and forth, Looks pretty and rough. back and forth, and then at one point, he flies into a lamppost and it rips open the side <laughs> of his body, but his legs and his head are different balloons. Yeah, he's like compartmentalized. Right. So he's still inflated, but his body's falling apart. But he's still blowing back and forth, especially now because he has this like wind tunnel in his body. Yep. So now it's really it's, moving. He's like a sail out there catching yeah. the wind. Yeah. And then all the the uh, the marchers, I guess you'd call them, the, the, the balloon bl- holders. The balloon wranglers. Yeah. I don't know the term. The balloon wranglers. I they, think I might have read that. I didn't just oh, make it up. All right. Like you made up Thanksgiving-itis. <laughs> and then they're, so they're holding him down. And then the cop, the, the NYPD come up. And they just start going ham on Barney. They pull out, I guess it's their it, knives? Yeah, it looked, like, what, it looked like small knives, and they were just going they were just to town on Barney. And it's funny because at one part, it looks like Barney, they have Barney's arms stretched out, and they're doing it so that his arm's not flapping in the wind. But the way it's looking, it looks like he's reaching for his last <laughs> breath, and he's like, you know, reaching for save any savior that he can find, and then... He just slowly deflates, and then it's just like a Barney skin just laying on yeah, was, the Macy's Day Parade uh, route. It there. was pretty sad. And Barney Barney died. So, yeah, we will put a link in our show notes if you haven't seen that. Maybe I can condense a clip and put it on um, Instagram on Thanksgiving. But, yeah, that that's hysterical. I mean, I was, I, was, I was dying watching that. That was my favorite. Want to hear some other accidents from the top ten parade accidents? Let's go. According to this one random website. Let's do it. So uh, I already I read you Felix the cat, and then uh, in 1957 there was a Popeye the sailor balloon 
and Popeye wears a hat, and this hat had an indentation in the top, and it filled with water because it was raining, and then it veered off course because of the weight of the water and dumped freezing cold water on the crowd. Ooh. Yep. Especially on Thanksgiving when it's cold like that, you, that's the last thing you want, because those people are stuck there. It's kind of like um, yes. New and Year's Eve, I'm sure, where you really can't move that much. I would think, and that was in 1957 before global warming, so it was probably really cold then. That's true. Are we are we getting political right now with global warming? Are you saying global warming I don't, is real? I don't see how that's a political issue. It's a hoax by the Chinese, Chris. We all know it's true. Are you reading Donald Trump's Twitter again? Sorry. Oops. Yes. Uh, the next one is Kermit the Frog in 1985, and he was actually the first balloon to tear open. So, in uh, what year? 1985. 1985. First balloon tear. What what caused it to happen? Uh, it doesn't say. It just shows a picture of Kermit. It doesn't even look like he tore in the picture. I think they just put a picture of Kermit. Poor Kermit. Then in uh, in 1986, Superman got stuck in a tree. What? And his arm tore off. Superman? You're not so super, are you? Apparently kryptonite's not his only weakness. Apparently trees are, too. <laughs> he basically has the same problem as cats. <laughs> Getting stuck in trees. Yeah. And he's supposed to be the one that saves them from trees. Yeah, that's very ironic. That's like the classic Superman trope. Yep. Except in... Uh, what was it Superman uh, like three when he turned into jerk Superman, the one with Richard Pryor? You know that one. I have honestly never seen any of the original Superman R- movies. Any of them? Um, so some are are pretty bad. Like that's what, well, I've heard like Superman for the Quest for Peace. I hear is awful. Yes, yeah, which is the which is the last one. What's the guy's name that plays him? I'm, I'm Chris, blank. Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I really when Man of Steel came out, I really wanted to watch the first one because of like General Zod and the Neutral Zone and. The Phantom Zone, or not the Neutral Zone. Neutral Zone Star Trek. The Phantom, <laughs> the Phantom Zone, um, and you know, just to kind of learn more. That about one's not it. bad, actually. I think one and two. I hear one bad. or two. Well, I heard two. The directors, the Richard Donner cut, because like halfway through filming, I think they were like ninety percent done filming. They like fired him or something happened, and then he went back later and like edited it and has his own version, which is like completely different. So interesting. Yeah. Well, Superman 3 has Richard Pryor, who plays a, quote, computer hacker. I'm putting that in air quotes because it is comical how he hacks computers. How does he hack computers? Um, so he's, he's like, unemployed. He takes a class to get him a job. He takes a class on computers. He types in the computer, like, he, he'll, he'll just, in, like, in word form, he'll type in, like, uh, hack into bank account. And, like, the computer <laughs> hacks into a bank account. That's that's his... And then he's, like, discovered as a computer hacker genius. Lex Luthor needs him to complete his evil plan. And also they turn Superman into an evil jerk version of himself. And he does, like... So is he, he's not really the Bizarro Superman, though? Uh, I don't know. Was Bizarro Superman just a mean jerk? Well, the Bizarro Superman is the complete opposite of Superman, but it is a different person. No, this was this was the same person. They exposed Superman to some type of kryptonite, like not green kryptonite, like maybe it was like I don't remember. I want to say purple, but okay. I don't think it was purple. Right. And then he just did mean things like at one point he uh I think he oh, I forget why there was an oil tanker, and I don't know if he ripped it or if he just didn't save them, but they were spilling oil everywhere. There was like um he probably put a cat back up in a tree. He just did mean things. It's pretty funny, actually. Jerk Superman. Well, he deserves to be stuck in that tree since he wasn't helping. He has arm ripped off. Those trees, yeah. All right. Or those cats. Back to my list. So uh, here's Barney. Okay, Sonic the Hedgehog. He had some issues. 
He crashed into a lamppost, then hit an off-duty police officer, causing minor injuries. It doesn't say whether or not he was stabbed. I'm assuming he probably was. I think there's the fact that the cops have to get called in to stab a balloon is is pretty ironic. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. And then we got Barney and the Cat in the Hat on this list, which we, which we talked about. There's another one with... Um, a, they had to put like a trash bag over the foot. Oh yeah, is that Donald Duck? I th- it might have been Donald Duck. So I have um, the M and M's knocked a lamppost down, caused minor injury on, in, on two sisters. Uh-huh. Then there was a um, so this list calls it a Keith Haring inspired balloon. I, I think he was like a uh, I don't know an artist or something. He made a balloon that looks like a like a like a person holding up a heart. So I don't know if he made some some sculpture or art or something. Okay. It um it crashed into the NBC broadcast booth in 2008, <laughs> and Al Roker, Meredith Vieira, and Matt Lauer got cut off the air until the balloon was cleared away. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! And then, last but not least, the Kool Aid Man in 2011. Oh yeah, he tipped over and deflated. But he didn't pour any Kool Aid out. No, that's what I was waiting for. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> that would have been a very very um, authentic balloon if it actually was filled with Kool Aid. Or what if it filled with water and then it washed off some of the red dye and it looked like Kool-Aid? That would have been cool. That would have been really cool. I was looking and I saw that after the 1997 incident with Barney and specifically Cat in a Hat, uh, they imposed a rule change uh, limiting the size of certain balloons. So that way something like that wouldn't happen anymore. So, uh, yeah, Cat in a Hat has a strong connection with the history of the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. So, so we were thinking of pitting two balloons going against each other. That's what our we're thinking for our who do, who who would win fight. That's what we're thinking. Um, who 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 do you want? Uh, I kind of want a cat in the hat. That's fine because I want Woody the Woodpecker. Oh, we haven't talked about Woody the Woodpecker. We have not talked about Woody the Woodpecker. So there was an incident with Woody Woodpecker. I'm trying to find it. I just I just saw it. Um. Where'd it go? I just saw it as well. Oh, there it is. Yeah, in 1996, unexpected wind demons in uh, air in quotes caused the Woody Woodpecker balloon's left hand to get ripped off by a tree. Huh? Why, so, what made you pick the, uh, the Woody the Woodpecker? Well, the one, the main reason I'm picking Woody the Woodpecker is uh, for those Seinfeldian <laughs> fans out there. You would. I, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching to the Seinfeld fans. There's one, probably the most famous Thanksgiving Day episode, probably the only Thanksgiving Day Seinfeld episode that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, the Mom and Pop Store from season six, episode eight to be exact. Um, Mr. Pitt. Is when, that serious? You know yeah. the episode? Um, yeah. Okay, fine. That's cool. Remember, I, I won second place at the Seinfeld uh, trivia on that cruise we went on. I do remember that. Except they weren't asking questions like that. But anyway, so so uh, in this episode, Mr. Pitt wins a contest to get to hold one of the strings on the Woody Woodpecker balloon. He gets to balloon. be a, a balloon wrangler. A balloon wrangler, yes. So, and like he's super, super excited. And he only got to do it because Elaine won a radio contest where she had the name a song that they played uh, and he was really really excited about it 
And I remember they show him the next morning or whatever on the Macy's Day Parade, and you see the balloon, like, falling down, and he's trying to, like, hold it up, and it's just a complete disaster. So this this episode came out in November 17th, 1994, so this actually would have been before the actual... They, like, predicted the Woody the They kind of pulled, like, a Simpson, Simpsons a little bit, how Simpsons, people say, can predict the future. Seinfeld yep. kind of predicted the future a little bit. A little bit. So that's why I'm picking Woody Woodpecker. Cool. And who are you taking on? So Cat in the Hat. So both of our people have... Yours has caused in major incidents. I didn't pick him because he put someone in a coma. That's unfortunate. That's... Sorry to that person. I hope they feel better. Um, I picked him because he is now... How, how should I word this? He's he's illegal. He is, he's too big to be in the parade. So he is, he is big. Okay, so he's a big guy. He has a lot of appendages. Uh-huh. He has long arms and long legs. Yes. He has a hat. He has a tall hat. Okay. Which he is can, a cat in that hat. Yeah, I'm, it might sound like I'm just describing the balloon, <laughs> but I am I'm listing strengths of the balloon. Uh-huh. Because if his goal is to cause damage, he has lots of things that can catch on lampposts, uh, signs, electrical wires, buildings, people, wires. Right. And his hat, maybe it can collect water. Maybe the water can spill on people. He is a like a death balloon, and he's big. He is he is quite large. He is quite large. Uh, Woody the woodpecker. I'm gonna say he has a tool that is used for uh, pecking things. Right. And if he does that consistently enough, I feel like he might have the ability to take out a balloon. So how how sharp is a balloon? Peck a balloon beak. I don't know the logistics. I'll have to get back to you on that one. But he does have that strength right there as a bird, and he can consistently peck, 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 peck. He's a woodpecker. Well, a woodpecker can do that, but can a balloon woodpecker do that? I don't know. No, they can't. Why not? Because they're balloons. So he'd have to have his wranglers. Balloons can cause damage. Well, we're, so so the rules we're saying is that the Wranglers are out. Our balloons are anthropomorphic at this point, correct? Oh. Right? Isn't that what we were doing? Yeah, we did say that. I forgot. Yeah. So they're kind of going free on their own. All right. Well, um, the cat in the hat uh-huh. can summon wind demons. To no, blow my guy woodpecker. was... Oh, so because the wind demons affected Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, he do. They, we would we would summon the wind demons. Wouldn't those wind demons him. affect cat in the hat? Oh, yeah. Never mind. We won't do that. <laughs> how How... How's the cat in the hat going to deal with the wind? Because yours is much heavier and bigger than mine, and yours caused way more damage than mine did. Yours put a person in a coma. Cat in the hat is going to be called to balloon court, and he's going to have to answer for his crimes that he did to that poor woman who went into a coma. Court, you say? Yes. Huh. If there was... They could bring a court right to the parade. Oh, if they right had on some the type spot? of mobile court. Oh. And I think this happened on Pine Hill Street. So they might be able to get a mobile court to Pine Hill Street. And What's, what street is the Macy's Parade on? I don't know, to be honest with you. It goes right in front of Macy's. I don't know what street it's on. Yeah, I feel like I should know that. I don't know. Main, Main street? street? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It kind of makes sense, you'd think. Um, I'm not sure. Where were we? You were you were talking about how... Uh, Cat in the Hat. Cat in the Hat. The wind, the wind is particularly dangerous to him? Yeah. So it would depend. He'd have to, he'd have to harness the wind power. Like, if he could maybe start spinning... Like okay. spinning wildly, okay. you'd have these long arms like just whipping around. Him, 
Yeah, he's he, gonna be hitting buildings. He's you're right. He's gonna be hitting buildings. That's a lot of property damage. That doesn't count against him. These are this is Superman rules. These are su- oh really? It's just Man of Steel. He can destroy an yeah. entire city and, and that, nothing that, get answered yeah, for that's it. Fine. Okay, fine, fair enough, fair enough. Um, now we have to remember Woody Wep- Woodpecker has a has an attribute that is that is extremely annoying and could cause pain to the ears of Mr. Cat in the Hat. If, Woody Woodpecker's traditional uh, noise would drive the cat insane to the point where he's just going to give up and he's going to go up to a lamppost and he's going to shove the lamppost into his, <laughs> his chest and commit suicide. He's going to pop himself. Woody the Woodpecker's just going to go up to him and this is the best I can do. <laughs> and the cat in the hat is going to be driven mad and he's just going to run straight into the lamppost, kill himself. While he's doing that, cause damage, people getting into comas, lampposts falling, appendages are all over the place, blood everywhere. Not the cat's blood because it's full of air. That's a grim picture you paint. It's a truth. It's a truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I, I'm just calling what I see. So um, you're going with the, the Woody Woodpecker is annoying argument. Annoying him to suicide. Yeah. Okay. You do not realize how annoying the Cat in the Hat is. Tell me. All right. Do Are you we... remember the live-action Cat in the Hat movie starring Mike Myers? The, but so wait, 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 wait. So we're crossing two different genres. <laughs> this here. is the character. This is for character reference. On that doesn't that does not show what the actual Cat in the Hat character from the novels character is like. I don't think the Cat in the Hat is a novel. Fine. The actual. Um, Wait, why do I have to go by that as my source? I mean, Mike Myers was basing his cat in the hat off the source material. Yeah, but the flow, the balloon is based on the source material. It's not based on Mike Myers. And the balloon was around before the Mike Myers movie even came out. Let's, if this balloon came out after the movie, I could see you making that argument. This is, this is just for a reference point. I'm not saying that the cat in the hat balloon is... Is the Mike Myers version? I think you're doing the Chewbacca I'm defense. I'm saying, right now. what's the Chewbacca defense? Uh, the Chewbacca defense is this argument in court where someone just brings something up that's not really related to try to get the. It's person related. Off. Just let me get there. Wait, why is it called that? There's a reason. Talk, and I'm going to find it. Okay. I remember there's a reason. Though. <laughs> the Chewbacca defense. Yes. So, I keep losing my point when you change the subject. What was I talking I might about? Might be doing the Chewbacca defense right is now. That, you Chewbacca me. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Keep going. All right, the cat in the hat. Live action movie with Mike Myers, he was very annoying. He's like messing up this kid's house and all this. I have actually never seen it. I just read. I just know it was very bad. It was so bad that the Dr. Seuss family refused to make any more live action Cat in the Hat or Dr. Seuss movies. It ruined Dr. Seuss movies for live action. Um, are you trying to think of a Dr. Seuss movie that's live action after Cat in the Hat? Yeah, Lorax was animated. They are making a How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but I think it's going to be animated with Benedict Cumberbatch. It is going to be animated. So you're probably right. I will give you a check on that one. Okay? That sounds fair. That sounds fair. Thanks, Chewbacca. But he's still annoying. I did find why it's called the Chewbacca Defense, if you wanted me to bring it up. Enlighten us, please. Okay, so the Chewbacca Defense, it comes from an episode of South Park. Okay? And it is the name given to a legal strategy in which the aim of the argument seems to be to deliberately confuse the jury rather than actually refute the case of the other side. And it comes from an episode um, 
where Johnny Cochran is doing the closing arguments defending O.J. Simpson in his murder trial, okay? So within the context of the episode, the fictional Cochran begins his defense case by basing his argument on the Star Wars film series, specifically on the incorrect claim that the character Chewbacca lives on the planet Endor, which we know he does not. Do you know what planet he lives on? Chewbacca? Yeah. Um, what's the first letter? K. Oh... I totally know it. I just can't think of it. Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. Or some people say Kashyyyk. I, I believe never, it's Kashyyyk. I never would have thought of that, actually. Yeah. Um, he goes on to point out first that supposed senselessness of the decision, noting that, quote, it does not make sense, unquote, and then how he, his use of the Star Wars as evidence in a harassment suit does not make sense either, and that <laughs> therefore the case should be dismissed. His closing argument is, if Chewbacca lives on Endor, you must acquit. Making fun of the... If the glove does not fit, you must acquit. So the Chewbacca defense is pretty much just shouting nonsense, trying to uh, confuse. I'll keep that in mind. Thanks. Yeah. So no problem. I learned something. Yeah, there you go. I also did have a chance to confirm uh, that, ac- according to Mike Myers, less than a month before the, f- the cat. This is the Cat in the Hat, by the way, the 2003 live action. Uh huh. Before the film was even released, they had begun work on a sequel. Uh huh. The Cat in the Hat comes back. <laughs> However, Audrey Geisel, the widow of Doctor Seuss, uh-huh. uh, decided. No more live-action movies based on her husband's work. So sad. And the sequel was canceled. So sad. Was it sad, though? I feel like maybe it was a good call. Yeah, it was a good call. So... I do like How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I do not. You you don't like it? I do not. What what don't you like about it? Do you like the story, or you don't like uh, Jim Carrey's? No, I like the story. I don't like Jim Carrey's. Why not? I just think it's... Eh. I don't know. I think Jim Carrey's just too Jim Carrey-y. I thought it was a good role for him. In that role. I, like I think the, Benedict Cumberbatch will be good in the role. He's good at everything. With his deep voice. and He's in everything. He is. He, I don't know how he has time. Just keep making Sherlock, Benedict. Yeah. I want to see the next season of Sherlock. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, we're doing the Chewbacca defense right now. All right, so, how does that character... That, so that's that makes him annoying? Something well, from the future I'm saying makes him annoying An now? annoying character like Woody the Woodpecker will have no effect on the cat in the hat because he himself is very annoying. Based on the Mike Myers version, which this balloon is not based off of. Uh, true. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Do you think they would fight on the streets the whole time? I think Woody Woodpecker would take a gust of air, uh, wind, and try to float up higher he, if he possible. take a wind demon up? Yeah, perhaps. Maybe kind of do a little um, King Kong action, climbing up the Empire State Building, if the, the parade route goes near there. I don't know. Do you think he has an advantage up higher? Woody Woodpecker? Yeah. Sure. He's up high, right? He jumps off. He perhaps has some rocks or something heavy with him which can weigh him down so he's kind of like a how did he get up there with the rocks was that how did he get up there with the rocks he found them up there he just found the rocks on the empire state building he like took a piece of the building off okay okay he's a strong balloon and he jumps off uses that to weigh him down as he's falling down has his nose pointed outwards like a spear right through the heart of cat in the hat wow wait what do you use the, the the building for the sphere no, to climb up. No, I mean, get the top. piece of the building he broke off. Yeah, as the weight to get him back down. Because wow. if he jumps off as a balloon, it's going to take him time to float yeah. down. Yeah. Or he might get a gust of air and blow away. All right. So I think the other advantage the cat in the hat has, has he's so large, he's going to have a bunch of air compartments. Okay. He's probably got his arms and legs separate. He's probably got a body or two. He's got a hat. He's got a head. You've only... like a cow. He's got four stomachs. <laughs> Mr. Chewbacca, please quiet down. <laughs> 
You you're only gonna bust one compartment. Like Woody the Woodpecker, he's not as big. You have like two or three max. So also yeah, that's fine. Climbing the Empire State Building and jumping off it with with part of the building, it's pretty dangerous. That might that might hurt Woody the Woodpecker. Maybe, but he's willing to take that risk. If he can kamikaze suicide, he's willing to take that risk. Yeah. Is the character of Woody the Woodpecker known for taking extreme risks? Absolutely. Do you know how much brain damage he's doing to himself by doing that repeatedly every day? He knows that it's possibly going to harm him, but he continues to do it all the time, Chris. Uh, That that does make sense. All the time. But, I mean, Woody the Woodpecker, he has phenomenal aim. Just think of it being a woodpecker. He has great consistency, accuracy, and precision when he's nailing at a tree. He's like two inches from a tree when he does that. So when he's aiming towards... Yeah, but there are also giants, so you have to take that size change into into uh, account here, okay? So, I don't know. So they're probably, what, two inches away when he's normally pecking, right? When he, when, if he's a normal-sized woodpecker, and okay. he's pecking wood, yes. probably two inches? Yeah, sure. Say two inches? All right, so he's probably what? An Empire State Building away? No, 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 no. I'm trying to say the balloon size in comparison to the tiny size. Okay, it's, uh... I'm going to say, like... A thousand times bigger? A thousand times bigger. So, two inches times a thousand is two thousand inches. Okay. So, he's going to have that much space to give him a little time to get his accuracy, precision, and, um... What was I going to say? And, uh... I forget. Uh, on on uh, task so he can go right through and target either the torso, take out a leg. He's not going to be able to walk around, right? He can float. He's a balloon. Yeah, hop it on one leg. I'm not going for the arms. I'm not going for the arms. Well, Leg, leg torso, or headshot. Take him out right then and there. Then he'll be walking around like a zombie cat. Well, you might be underestimating the maneuverability of the cat in the hat. Okay. I have some, uh, I have some, some cannon to back that up. All right. You have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. That wasn't in Cat in the Hat. But I like to think Dr. Seuss wrote that about the Cat in the Hat. That wasn't in Cat in the Hat? No, I think that was from All the Places You'll Go. Oh, that, that that's not equivalent whatsoever. No, it's about the Cat in the Hat. Is so it? So the Cat in the Hat can go wherever he chooses. He can steer himself in whatever direction. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's 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 in the it's in the it's in the but canon. He, but he's written he's writing that about the cat in the hat. I I, I think so. You, th- you you can think whatever you want to think. That doesn't mean it's true. I I couldn't find a source either way. Who all oh, the places you'll go is about specifically. Okay. But it might be cat in the hat. It could be Woody the Woodpecker for all we know. He uh, could he could have yeah, been but- he could have been a big fan of Woody the Woodpecker. Just saying. That's really far-fetched. Is it, though? Yes. That's Why? extremely far-fetched. Why? That Dr. Seuss already has this popular character called Cat in the Hat, and would write a story about Woody the Woodpecker, a totally unrelated cartoon character? No, not at all. That's ridiculous. No, he's, 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 giving, he's paying an homage to other cartoon characters that he might appreciate at the time. Now I have a question for you. All right, go ahead. Does your, does your balloon have nine lives? I feel like I want to say yes. How how would that work? Maybe he has nine air compartments. <laughs> or if like you kill, if I kill one, does like another one just like pop out of a building or like no. come out of it like a phoenix? It rises from the ashes of the. Oh yeah, maybe he has. Balloon. Maybe he can like repair some of his holes and reinflate. Does he like automatically, or like does he do that like real quick? He like puts tape on. He's like, hold on a second, there, Mister Woodpecker. Let me uh, put some tape on. He um. 
It takes him a couple seconds. <laughs> it takes him a couple <laughs> minutes, and then he just reinflates himself. Nice. All right. I think yeah, that's fine. Thanks for you know bringing that up in favor of my character. Well, I was just curious for discussion purposes. I was just curious to see if there was any canon with balloon lives. If so, but what's very important to remember is that your balloon got kicked out of the parade for being too dangerous. Yes, he's the bad boy because he caused balloon. He caused too much harm. Now, what we have to remember is while you and I are fighting, our balloons are fighting. There are still going to be people around. That's true. And the one who would cause the most civilian damage is Cat in the Hat. We already admitted he's going to get sued. Woody the Woodpecker, he's not going to cause that much damage to everybody around him. I agree. But that's just because my balloon is so strong. He can't help it. There's going to be a lot of collateral damage. Worst comes to worst, he's going to get... The people are going to get, like, balloon burn or something. Balloon burn. Yeah. I... Well... Did we say that like hurting other people is like counts against your balloon? Because I, I think, think we should, should. I think we should take that into account because this is the battlefield. The battlefield is New York City on Thanksgiving Day with Look, two giant balloons fighting each other. The Cat in the Hat is playing to win this battle. He doesn't care about collateral damage, so he doesn't care about murdering. He's people. not going to murder anyone. It might be minor injuries. Just so you know, you put one person in a coma just by trying to float down Main Street. <laughs> Okay, so what do you think is going to happen when he's actually trying to cause damage to a fellow balloon? He's going to kill a lot of people. It's going to be pandemonium. Yeah, he's going to kill a lot of people. It can't be helped. It's just that's just what happens. <laughs> that's life. People die. Maybe they shouldn't have been so close to the balloon fight. Well, they they didn't know this was going to happen. They're all there to see a good time, and then the balloons break free from their strings, their restraints, their their balloon wranglers, and the next thing you know, they're going at it. Well, hopefully people would have the sense to run away at that point. Yeah, but like we already talked about, Thanksgiving Day, Macy's Parade, is just probably as bad, if not worse than, New Year's Eve in New York City. They're all going to be compact. They're not going to be able to just run away. Those people, they have to stand there the whole time. They can't go to the bathroom. They just go right then and there. They're packed like sardines. They're not going to be able to get out. I don't know what to tell you, Steve. I mean, the cat in the hat's going to take out Woody the Woodpecker. He might take out a couple other city blocks. Now, one last one last point I want to I want to say, and then if you want to make another point too, Woody the Woodpecker has a great relationship with the NYPD. Does he? He does. Is that because he's blue? Uh, he's one of the boys in blue. Yeah, he actually used to be a cop. That makes sense, actually. That does make sense. And um, so, what he could do is he could do his call, nah, nah, to his boys. You know, his homies, the NYPD, they're going to be coming over, and, you know, they could help him out. They could shoot up and try to take out Cat in the Hat. Put some shoot holes up? In. Yeah. They don't shoot the balloons. You have to stab the balloon. Well, they could shoot it if they wanted to. That would probably not be the best course of action, but when you have a giant stampeding cat running around that's killing people, causing people to get in comas, knocking things down, you have to shoot them. If not, and, you know, if they, if they do one shot... And that starts to deflate him, and Woody Woodpecker comes in with his kamikaze strike right through the stomach, and he starts to deflate. Then the cops can jump on and just start shanking him with all their abilities. So I think Woody the Woodpecker, if need be, has that assistance. I have no counter for that. I, 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 I'm gonna, I could propose a controversial tactic of the cat in the hat. Maybe playing the race card. He is, he is black. 
They there might be PR issues. <laughs> oh my god! They're not going to want to shoot him. He's just a cat, though. And he's white. Yeah, but and he's white. Where isn't he mostly black? He's black and white. What's his body color? He's a tuxedo cat. Is he? I thought he just had like white gloves on or something. Cat in the hat. Let's see. No, yeah, he's a tuxedo. Let cat. me see. He's a tuxedo cat. Oh yeah, you're right. He's yeah. actually mostly white. Yeah. All right, so he, that would actually be not a good tactic for him to, no. to employ. Could you use his hat as a weapon? It's connected to his body. Yeah. So. He can just fill it with water and dump it on you. But it, it, it can't come off of his well, body. Well, like, he, he he's standing and it fills with water and then he oh, kind of on the top and then leans, he dumps it. leans over. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So if it's cold out, he might be able to, like, dump pretty cold water on you. Right. Be a, it'd be an inconvenience. Just shake it off. He's a, he's a woodpecker. He's had worse. Yeah, he's probably used to rain. Yeah, he's had worse. All right. Anything else you want to say before we? Uh... I've got nothing. I, I've been Chewbacca in it for a while. You have been Chewbacca in it for a while. In case you haven't been able to tell, Chris and I came up with this one. <laughs> like we knew what we wanted to talk about. We just really didn't know how to bring it into a fight scenario. I really just wanted to talk about that Barney incident. I know that's that's like the coolest. Got to watch that. Video. I wish we just had. We could have just done an entire podcast episode on that. Like breakdown, scene by scene. Seriously, we should do that. We really should. And release. Pull it up right now or something. Want to do it right now? Yeah. Pull right. it up. All right. We'll do it right now. All right, you guys are in for a treat. So just stay with us right here, and um, I'm also going to put this video, like we said, on YouTube. Should I start at the beginning because it, it takes a little? No, bit. it's pretty slow in the beginning. All I'll right. just do a rough. Barney has what would you estimate, like ten to twelve, maybe a little more. Actually, uh, I'm going to say maybe about fifteen. Yeah, yeah, more like fifteen. Yeah, uh, balloon wranglers. Yes. Uh, some of them are double holding a rope, like two people per rope, and um, it is it is quite windy. Barney is blowing back and forth across the street and at one point it gets so windy that um some of the balloon wranglers have to lay down on the ground yeah. just to hold them in place yeah um where are we at now well, want, me to, want me to start playing it yeah here? play it play all it. right so we're starting at the 135 mark in case anybody wants to to pull this up on their uh, on youtube or whatnot through the link we have Okay, Barney just blew, like, almost entirely. <laughs> oh, he just ripped open! <laughs> go back. Go back a little before this. All right. All right. I'll go back a little before that. All right. So now we're at, like, the 120 mark. All right. This is 122. There's, like, triple triple rope in it. He's blowing back and forth across the street. Looks like he... You can hear the crowd, too. The crowd yeah, there's is... a lot of... They're worried. Oohs and ahs. But not in a good way. No. Not in a good way. Like, they're terrified. So he, he just whipped back across, ripped his stomach open on a, on a lamppost. Middle body destroyed, cut in half. Yeah, like he cut his, own, yeah, like a like Harry Carey. Now he's still inflated in parts, though. His head, his arms, his tail, and his legs all have air in them. Like Chris mentioned, he's compartmentalized, so it, he's still floating pretty well. Like, yeah. And if, if on the left of the screen you start to see some cops coming over, yep, and they're starting to say, you know, look and think like, uh oh, like we need to. There's just like two of them right out. now. Yeah. So the camera's zooming in on side. The people are stepping back now. They're trying to hold this down. And you have to think, too, he's holding up the parade. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this video is actually really good quality for being almost 20 years old. Yeah, this guy must have, like, a professional video camera. Yeah. It doesn't look grainy or anything. So I think they're starting to reel him towards the ground at this point. Because it looks like his, like, legs are on the ground now. They're starting to get him down... And now they're starting to pull his arm out t- 
towards the front of his face. So that's kind of like what I mentioned earlier. It looks like he's yeah, kind of like crawling like he's for help. Trying to escape. Yeah, it looks like he help he's dire. Me. I don't know if that's what he'd sound like. Eh. I love you. Why are you doing this? <laughs> it, it's it's really funny. You just see him just slowly, slowly deflating. You kind of see his arm waving a little bit as he's going down. There, more, some more caps, cops are gathering yeah, around Yeah, there's now. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-ish. Maybe a couple more. This may be what they look forward to every year. They just hope that something like, deflates so they can go up and just shank the crap out of it. Yes. So he's, Barney is now almost entirely down on the ground. Yeah, he's pretty flat. As if a cop had yelled, get on the ground. <laughs> oh, but a gust of wind almost picks up his midsection. But they're uh, they're taking care of that. And he is his side, his right side is wide open. Occasionally, like a gust of wind will just like pop in and inflate it. Yeah. So he looks to be pretty much all the way down. So now watch those cops on his back leg. They're going to be the first ones. He has back left leg. They're holding on to it. So now they're just holding it, but I think they've started to stab yep. it. Oh, they're going. Yep, they and are. Then, they are oh, going now they're ham. just starting to go crazy. And I think the can does the camera zoom in? I forget if it does. I don't think it does. I can't remember. But there's one guy kind of near Barney's anal region. Rear. And, rear, thank you. And he is just pounding the crap out of it with his He's doing like two cutter. hands at a time. Yes, I don't know if he has two. He looks like he's doing like a comical punch, like how someone would punch like a yeah. cartoon character. And you can hear the crowd booing. They are not happy. They they like have cut Barney to shreds. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear everybody booing now. I'm imagining children crying as well. I mean, that's got to be pretty traumatizing for them. Yep. They just watched Barney die. And Barney is dead. Thanksgiving 97, the day Barney was killed. So, that's what we got. That was tough to watch. That was tough to watch, even though we've watched it like five times. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty good to watch. Uh, all right, Chris, you want to add anything else before we sign off? Uh, no, I got nothing. No? All right, cool. Well, have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, you too. Thank you. Thank and you. Happy have. Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners. Yeah. And, and foreign, I mean, non-American yeah. listeners, have a great Thursday. Yeah, have a great Thursday. Um, I don't know, other countries have Thanksgivings too. I yeah. always see it on my calendar sometimes. It's Do like they have them at the same time as ours? I think they're different. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so have a happy Thanksgiving, and we're going to be back next week with a fun episode. Is that the uh, listener suggestion? That is a listener suggestion. So okay. we've had about, this is probably episode 8. 19. We're almost at episode 20 already. Wow. And this is going to be our first listener suggestion episode. So, you know, in the beginning we always say, you know, we, we, we will take suggestions and we've kind of planned our own episodes so far. So this is the first time that we're going to take a listener suggestion for an episode. So also, if you have any ideas for fights like I always mention, please reach out to us through Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Gmail and let us know. And uh, we can hopefully put a new one episode if, if it works into our schedule. So please feel free. All right. Chris, thanks for much so being thanks so much for being on today. You're welcome, Steve. All right, cool. And as always, please subscribe, follow and rate and please continue to participate in our show. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Inflatable balloon animals were brought to the parade a few years later in 1927. Felix the cat was the highlight of the parade, but problems occurred with his large size. Felix was filled full of helium, and at the end of the parade, officials simply just let him go. The first few years, Macy's just let the balloons go, and one ended up in the East River. One landed in the middle of Long Island. 
and another wrapped itself around a plane's wing. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by their respective copyright holders.